welcome to Phenomenon, a paranormal podcast. Don't fear the unknown. Hello everyone, this is Christina. And Anthony. And welcome back to Phenomenon, a paranormal podcast. This is going to be episode four of our season two. And we thank you for joining us again um, on this uh, day before Halloween. Yeah, welcome to our spooky episode, guys. That's so spooky. (coughs) (laughs) We decided that we would do a little shorter but special episode for Halloween. And what we're going to do is we're going to share with you a couple of true spooky stories. And one of them is going to be from a listener. And one of them is going to be from yours truly. Yeah, we actually, I mean, we've had plenty of paranormal experiences in our time. But there's one in particular from Christina's uh, childhood that is kind of memorable when you listen to it. So we're going to end the podcast with that. But we have a really interesting story from um, a listener. And we'll just go by her first name. Her name is Amanda. And we're going to tell you her story and react to it. And, uh, yeah. All right. We're going to read her story as she shared it with us from her perspective. Right. And um, and then we'll go from there. All right? All right. So here we go. This is Amanda's story. <clears throat> here we go, guys. There was some sort of paranormal activity going on during the, an incident at my cousin's house before it burnt down. It was when I was 13 years old. After my uncle was visited by a psychic or something who tried to get rid of evil spirits for him, and the door flew open and shut at the end of the session with the psychic. But something happened recently with my sister who works with my uncle. Things flew and hit the ground out of nowhere. Basically, I was cooking Rice Krispie treats when I hear a guy say, Amanda. And when I went into the dining room where I heard my name being called from, I couldn't find anyone. Then my uncle's cell phone turned on and off by itself. I later found out that it was completely broken because it had been dropped in a toilet and had water damage so it was in a bucket on top of the fridge by the microwave where I was cooking the Rice Krispie treats. When I tried to turn the phone on the next day, it didn't work at all. After I heard the phone making the sound like it was starting up, I heard a loud crash where the bin of Rice Krispie treats flew across the kitchen on its own. I went running to see what happened, and I saw them in the floor by the doorway between the kitchen and dining room where I had been. Anyway, I went upstairs to ask my cousin if that was him messing with me because I was sure it was, it was, but he had been talking to some girl online, and he showed me the timestamps where there was no way he was downstairs because they had been talking back and forth the whole time during the incident. After that... A fire started on the porch in the center and flew out on both sides. Then the whole house caught on fire. The guy who saw the fire said, or saw the fire start said. He went around to the back and caught my aunt, who jumped from the second story. They were covered in black suit and could not talk when I got there and saw them come out and get in the ambulance. So. Well. I talked to Amanda personally after she shared her story with me and, you know, tried to get a little bit of history on the house. 
Um, and just to like let our listeners know, we live in an area now that has a lot of history. And this whole land was really the one of the biggest birthplaces of America. Um, we we live in Virginia. There, the area we live in is near the capital, and this is kind of where a lot of wars began. Mm -hmm. um, Civil War, the Revolutionary War, are all staged here. And we have still a lot of battlegrounds um, in the area and a lot of uh, land that was Native American land before mm -hmm. the Americans got here. Um, a lot of burial grounds, like in, in just random places. And even now, for instance, our neighborhood where we live isn't really that old. Yeah. Um, there, well, There's a lot of woods still around most housing developments here. So um, the land I know that that house was on... Um, is, pro is in one of these areas where there it was a lot of turmoil. Mm -hmm. That house now, um, it burned to the ground with that fire. And uh, they were very lucky that no one got hurt. Yeah. And they did, someone rebuilt a house on that property. Mm -hmm. um, it would be really interesting to know if anyone now in that new home, even though it's a new home, is still on that same land, mm -hmm. if any activity is happening there. Yeah, it would. I mean... Like Christina said, this is a lot of land with a lot of history, um, and not just history, but a lot of paranormal activity too. Not just with spirits. This is a, a very high area of high strangeness. Oh yeah. Um, for those of you who are into the high strangeness phenomena, and know the importance of underground cave systems or mines, the very first commercial mine in the entire country mm. is right here in the same area that we're living in. Not too far from where we're sitting right now, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was uh, the Midlothian Mine, and it was the very first mine ever used in this country, and uh, had a giant collapse accident that made it inoperable. But uh, the mine was built even before many of the roads, and um, Pocahontas came through this area. Uh, in the years since this nation was founded, there's been several um, UFO sightings. Uh, a lot of a lot in the last couple of years, there's actually been a lot of pyramid UFO sightings in the Richmond area, and there's also been cryptid sightings, Bigfoot, of course. Um, a lot of high strangeness going on here in this area, which means there's a lot of energy buildup, a lot of activity, and for something like that to happen in a home that is not that old, um, kind of speaks to the power land and that kind of energy can have yeah, energy transfer mm. to a location to mm. me has always been one of the most interesting phenomena yeah because you know you people tend to think of ghosts or spirits you know strictly being uh, attached to the house itself or they lived in that house died there mm. that kind of thing and we know more than ever that's just not the case i mean you can have you know spirits or energy in your home from people that were there hundreds of years before or mm -hmm. only there on the land in a different structure or from far far away because you know our our feeling is energy is what we're communicating with when we communicate with spirits and yeah. not just the spirits of someone who died right on that property yeah i think that a lot of that is hollywood and um that kind of notion that you know everything is either attached to the home they died in the home or even an object, which we, again, it's not to say those things don't happen, 
Right. I'm sure there are people who died in a home who feel an attachment to the home and just want to stay there. Right. Or to an object. We, we know that haunted objects do exist, whether they're created by people or are actually haunted. That's a whole other topic we're getting to in another episode. But yeah. um, those things do exist, but that's not everything. Uh, people energy whether human or non-human travels and there because there are areas here that are battlefields there could be people who died like three miles away from your home who maybe sense something about you maybe you're a beacon of some sort or maybe there's something about the area they just feel compelled to go to and they end up in your home doesn't mean they died in the home or even on the land itself but maybe it's in the surrounding area and they just you know like any other person walk towards you yeah, exactly. You know? So that's that's the thing that people don't always realize. Um, a place doesn't have to be, you know, a creepy old mansion or an abandoned asylum or some gruesome hotel where people have ended their lives tragically to be a major haunted area. No, absolutely uh, not. Uh, there are spirits, energies all around us all the time. No, we have activity in the house that we moved into, and it's not traditionally that old it's 24 years old yeah no one so, has died on the property that at all not so that we have found no yeah when like my christina said it's not that old so there's not a lot of history that you'd have to search through to find if someone had died on the property or not right exactly so um, i want to mention um because anthony brought up the midlothian mines um it's a very very interesting place and i want to mention it further because we are going to go there and do a spirit box session and some other things there to investigate for another episode yeah um but you know as he mentioned it was literally the first coal mine in the united states this this area like literally the road we are sitting on right now as we record in our car Mm -hmm. um is the very first paved road Mm -hmm. in virginia in this area of virginia um, that uh, they used to, you know, they, they actually pulled an entire church down this road. Yeah, that's true. To, on, on logs to pull it closer to the mines so that there would be a church close enough for the miners to attend. Mm-hmm. And it was literally just gravel, but it was one of the major thoroughfares during wars and, and everything else in building this country. Yeah. So, um, so it, it is a big one. And we're sitting on it right now. But the mine itself, um, it it had so many deaths there. In 1839, there was an explosion in what they call the Black Heath Pit, which killed 54 workers. Wow. Um, In June of 1844, 11 lives were lost in the same pit. And in 1850s, a blast at the Clover Hill Company's pit killed seven. And two more in that same pit are killed in a landslide the following year. And then in 1851, an explosion in the pits near Midlothian killed 20 and caused a great deal of property damage. And the same pits experienced an explosion in 1855 that killed 55 workers. Wow. So to think of the energy right there and the actual opening to that mine Mm -hmm. is now situated and protected and surrounded by metal, Mm -hmm. but it's in the center of this park. Yeah. And it's accessible to the public where you can go and it's it's caged off but you can still see and stand within six feet of this opening to this mine and the original machinery is there too at the opening of this mine exactly i mean 
like Christina said, there's a lot of energy buildup, so many tragedies that happened there. Um, not to mention how much energy they expended boring into the earth. I mean, absolutely. Again, this is the first ever commercial mine ever built in this country, and the foundation of the before the country was even a country. So, prior to that, this land was untapped, unsoiled. So, how much energy was released when they started digging into those mines, into those shafts? I mean, you got to ask yourself, you know, if this land itself has an energy, has a life force to it. You know, what did what was unleashed? Yeah, I mean, you just, you don't know. Yeah. And what's still there from all these tragedies, um, it's going to be really interesting to stand next to it and try and see what we can get, both from a spirit box session and our ovulus type app that we have that really has worked well to confirm things during our spirit box session so it's going to be very very interesting yeah i've always liked that it correlates to that spirit box activity so yeah I, i'm very excited to see what we can get from there and it should be an entirely separate episode coming up so yeah. All right, so we're going to be moving on now to our second scary story. <laughs> That's a very good ghost Thank voice you. you got going on. That's so, a little all ghost sound. Well, know. of course, yeah. <laughs> um, so this one is my personal story. And this goes back to when I was a very young child. I believe around eight years old, if I remember correctly and was living with my family my entire family at the time all my siblings um, back in california southern california and um, you know this was a particular night when we were all sort of sitting around watching tv in the living room together as a family right. and you know nothing too unusual but we heard a knock at the door um it was you know Oh, not early evening, but like later evening, so it was a little strange, but um, my dad got up and went to go ask who it was at the door, and asked who was it, and didn't get a response, so asked again, and you know, still nothing, no response, so he, we didn't have a peephole in the door back then, so he opened up the door, and there's nobody there, so he just kind of took it on the grain of salt and came back sat down started watching tv with us again and then not too long after we have another knock at the door this one sounds a little more insistent yeah so he's irritated at this point but gets up and goes again asks who it is and, and as a side note i have to give a little uh shout to my dad here because he had a very deep intimidating voice yeah very much so and so when he asked who it was when he was not happy you knew it mm -hmm. um but still got no response and at that point he kind of figured that maybe it was some kids goofing around mm -hmm. um playing ding dong ditch which if you're old enough to remember what that is you know kids ringing doorbells and then running away just to aggravate the homeowner yeah um so he sort of yelled through the door that whoever's messing around better knock it off kind of deal. Yeah. And then came back again, tried to start watching TV with us. 
and what happens but again there's knock at the door yeah um so i had three older brothers and at this point my dad was not playing around anymore and he rounded up my brothers and they each grabbed a bat and they're gonna go out and find who was messing around yeah and so they open the door nobody's there of course so they each get out and so there's four men at this point um outside walking around looking for people checking the the yard um front back sideways can't find anybody so again while outside my dad's you know telling whoever it is they better just check it knock it off um because they were going to come back out with their bats if it happened again yeah my brothers file back in the house my dad's sort of the last one out there standing there looking around for a minute nobody's there so he comes in and shuts the door and instantly when he shuts the door a knock happens again like literally something you would see in a, in a scary movie yeah so as soon as of course it hits he flings the door open thinking he's gonna catch up person again there isn't a soul standing there so my sisters and I at this point sitting there very scared yeah. um, my mom not wanting my dad to go back outside and or or my brothers um, and it, my dad actually I still kind of envisioned the look on his face when that happened like this doesn't make sense yeah you know what the hell's happening here yeah. uh, so he comes back again and he's not really paying attention to trying to watch TV at this point. He's sort of like, you know, on defense. Yeah. And uh, as are my brothers. And we're just scared. So no knock happens again for a little bit. Yeah. And we're thinking, okay, maybe whoever it was is gone. And then we hear this loud commotion happen. Yeah. And it's not happening at the front door. It's happening at a side door that's all glass. Yeah that's sort of on the side of our kitchen that goes to a little side yard yeah and it's loud and it's a commotion and it sounds like something's killing each other out there yeah. you know and of course my dad goes running over there and whatnot and there's blood on the side on that side door on the glass and nothing there to be found yeah you know at first you know our animals fighting you know what's going on that's going to be the explanation for everything yeah. um there's no animal there no hair yeah um at this point my dad calls the police and they come out and they can't really figure out what it is they they are saying well maybe it was animals but are kind of baffled because they can't find any animal hair or any yeah. dead animals in the area or anything of that nature like a trail of blood leading if they right. ran away too after well that. yeah exactly because in that side yard we actually had these big stepping stones they were really huge yeah and there was nothing on them just on the glass so that really was how it wrapped up that night except that everyone by the end of the night was so terrified yeah that we all slept and i'm talking three boys three girls two parents in the living room all together because everyone was far too nervous to go to bed so that story has always stuck with me i remember that night vividly and i don't remember chunks of my childhood but that really I, that's stands out stories that i was told as a child too from my grandparents that always has stuck with me i yeah. heard a lot of ghost stories from my grandma oh yeah you know christina experienced a lot of paranormal activity besides yeah. that in the house but that was definitely the most chilling right um and it's funny because 
it kind of came back uh, to us years later when I was, I, I want to say 20, and we were living in North Carolina at the time, and I don't know if you remember this. Oh, I do. <laughs> but the same, almost the same thing happened to us in the North Carolina house, and of course my grandparents aren't there, none of my um, aunts or uncles or anything like that, and it's just us. And we, there's knocking happening, not just on the front door, but on all the windows, in the front yard, in the backyard. Well, that whole backyard, our, our living room, dining room area, the whole, it wasn't walls, it was all glass. Yeah. Looking out, you know, into the forest that was in behind our house. The most interesting one, though, was your bedroom window. Yes, that was very interesting. Because the knocking was going on for at least an hour. Yeah. We couldn't figure it out. We thought maybe, you know... My, my dad was, you know, messing with us somehow, but he was stuck at work. He was nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden we started hearing the knocking again. It was coming from the master bedroom window. Well, the master bedroom window is about 9 to 10 feet off the ground. At least. It's and, second story. Yeah, and there's no way that someone playing a prank could have gotten on there without a ladder of some sort. And we ran right to that window. You know, and it reminded me of if you ever saw the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie... Yeah. was when David Arquette, you know, Luke Perry's friend, is turned into a vampire and he goes to visit Luke Perry and he's just floating outside his window. Yep, that's, that's what it reminded me of. Um, but no, we were just, we were all just sort of flabbergasted at that because there's a definite sound to when someone knocks on the glass. Yeah. And that's what it was. And we could see straight out the glass and not see anyone. So It's just weird that it happened like decades after mm -hmm. that first thing that happened to you i think looking back on it now knocking to me now is a very common thing and a, a common way i think for anyone to you know spirits ghosts whatever you want to call them to try and make contact yeah you know you, you can see it in many investigations you hear the knocking or tapping on the walls windows and you know it makes a lot of sense now but looking back to those days you're thinking what the hell you yeah. know what's going on but yeah i did have a lot of activity in that home growing up and my dad always believed that there was somebody there and it was funny because the lady who owned the house before we did um had really nice you know wood floors mm -hmm. and my dad was a carpet installer by trade so when we moved in, everything was carpeted except the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, bathrooms, everything, every room. And um, when he started, like, feeling different things, like he would be sitting in his chair and feel like somebody put a hand on their his shoulder. And um, we used to have a plant yeah. hanging over the TV. Um, and it would swing on its own and just different things that would, would happen there. And he always used to say that it was Mrs. Wyman. Mm -hmm. And it was the previous owner that she was mad because he carpeted the house. <laughs> so that was always our constant joke that it was Mrs. Wyman yeah. doing something there. And I had the bedroom that was right next to an extra couple of rooms in the house yeah. where we had a pool table. And, you know, we always called it the back room. That was its official name. Yeah. And, of course, my bedroom was right next to it. And I would be in bed in here knocking on the door that went to the back room, knowing full well that there was nobody there who should be in that room. Yeah. So, that was, you know, I had a lot of sleepless nights yeah. <laughs> sleeping next to that room. Yeah, there was so. some interesting activity in that room. Oh, yeah. We had a cuckoo clock that had been broken for years that would just suddenly, you know, work and be chi chirping in the middle of the night. And just, you know, 
you see the time change when it had no battery in it and wasn't working. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting. It was like somebody had moved the hands, you know, on their own. Um, but yeah, those are those are my stories growing up, and hope you enjoyed the earlier one that we had from a listener. And we're always, you know, wanting to listen to other people's stories, so we can do this again. And feel free to message us and share your story, so we can put it on the air. Yeah, either we can read it for you, or if you'd like to record yourself telling the story, we'd be happy to feature the story, uh, the audio on our podcast as well. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we can make this a regular thing if you guys are interested in sharing your stories. We'll call it something like Spooky Time or something like that. We'll come up with a cooler name. <laughs> but, um, maybe Spooky Time, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'd love to make this a regular thing. And uh, I'm glad. I hope you guys enjoyed these stories. It was interesting always to see other people's perspectives on the paranormal. Absolutely. And, and look out for that Midlothian Minds. Uh, podcast investigation we are going to be doing that fairly soon um now that the weather is cooler we could get out there right at dusk and yep. you know see what we can find and several actual investigations lined up um in the months to come so yep. you guys will probably be hearing a lot more episodes featuring audio evidence or spear box activity from these investigations and breaking down the investigations as they go up on youtube so absolutely and if you have a spooky location in your town that you would like to get out there um send us some information we'll check into it because we we love finding new places and and things that maybe aren't the mainstream that people know about i think every small town has a story oh yeah for sure and you know obviously right now our main location is virginia so if you're in the Virginia area, that would probably be the best bet. But eventually, we'd love to travel and get to your town. So just keep us posted and let us know. Absolutely. So happy Halloween to everybody. Happy Halloween, guys. And, um, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. And uh, don't forget, don't fear the unknown. <laughs>